And welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen, joined as always with my co-host, Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. There's always, seems like to be this standard chapter in Harry Potter. In any of the series you read, they go through all the sorting hat, the big introduction to school. I feel like every chapter afterwards, like the one that's immediately follows, is just they go to class A, they go to class B, they go to class C. Don't forget. They are in school. They are at school. And obviously, and there's like obviously things that run the, the plot and, and keep it going are forward. There, are there things that run the plot in this chapter? We we learn a little bit about some characters that maybe we haven't touched on yet. We're talking, of course, chapter 12 today, Professor Umbridge here on Harry Potter and the Reread podcast. Yeah. This was this was I was so bored. I was so bored. I was reading this and thinking. What the hell are we going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, 90% of this chapter is going to be your recap, probably. I, I, there's a lot of pages, but I mean, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Take us through the chapter and we'll talk about what did or did not happen. Uh, you know, in the 25 minutes from now when you get through it. <laughs> so we are, yeah, chapter 12, Professor Umbridge. We have just left off. The evening of the first night, everyone's back at Hogwarts. Seamus and Harry get into this big argument because Seamus believes his mom and believes what he's reading in the Daily Prophet about Harry. Um, So Harry wakes up. He's in a bitter rage still. He's still super pissed about this. Uh, He meets up with Hermione in the morning. And she's also talking and saying that Lavender Brown had felt the same way and that Harry's just kind of a attention-seeking whore at this point <laughs> harry ron and hermione they they head to the great hall for breakfast uh hagrid is still missing hermione though points out that maybe dumbledore didn't mention the night earlier at the first feast as he didn't want to draw attention to it uh angelina johnson comes by she's the new gryffindor coach Oliver Wood has graduated, so the team now needs a new keeper to take his place, and she asked Harry to be at tryouts later in the week on Friday. Uh, they receive their class schedules, and they talk about how a lot of the courses are going to be more difficult this year because they are in their OWL exam years. Uh, Fred and George come by, they confirm and say that it was really tough, but they don't really care about school a lot because they're really focused on their their joke shop. They were thinking that they might not even come back for their final year of school, uh, but they decided that they needed to come and do a little bit of research for their joke shop. They kind of hint that they have financial backing, which raises some questions by Hermione and Ron as well about where they're getting this money from. Um, all right, so they open with history and magic. They have a history and magic class. Then they run into Harry, or they run. When I say they, we're of course talking Harry, Ron, and Hermione. They run into Cho Chang in the hallway. She still wants to talk to Harry, but Ron interrupts and insults her by accusing her of being a bandwagon fan of his favorite Quidditch team. They go to potions class, and they have a very difficult potion to make. Everyone's is actually particularly bad, but uh, except for Hermione's, of course. Snape, though, he singles out Harry's potion. He vanishes it, and Harry doesn't have anything to hand in at the end of the class and gets zero marks. Harry and Ron go to divination. That's the end of that sentence. 
Then after divination, there are uh, the three of them are taking a defense against the dark arts class. And here's where it gets a little bit interesting because we meet up with Professor Umbridge once again. Uh, she makes them put their wands away and tells them that they're going to be taking notes instead and that the curriculum they are taking this year is ministry approved. So while they're supposed to be reading this really easy beginner chapter, Hermione gets the attention of Umbridge to question why they're not actually going to be using and practicing defensive spells this year. Umbridge says that the previous instructors were very irresponsible in their, in their learning, and that learning the theory is actually just going to be enough for them in order to perform the spells at the end of the year, but they're not going to actually be practicing them in class. The students become defiant. Eventually, Harry gets involved and he states that they need to learn how to protect themselves because Voldemort is back. Umbridge denies what Harry's saying, says he's a liar, but Harry continues to push and also questions her as to why, how Cedric had been murdered then if Voldemort is not back. And she calls Cedric's death an unfortunate accident. Uh, Umbridge gives Harry detention for the rest of the week and sends him to McGonagall with a note detailing uh, the happenings from the class. McGonagall, though, she doesn't scold Harry. In fact, she's she's kind of on Harry's side. However, instead, she says that he must tread very carefully around Umbridge and he must behave himself. The ministry is interfering at Hogwarts. That's our class. That's our chapter. Well done. Way to <laughs> get through all that. Um, okay. So we start out, there's a little bit of backlash from the end of stuff from last chapter, but uh, we, we covered it. Uh, I think we got down. It's not just Seamus. Other people don't really know what to believe. Obviously, the smear campaign worked. Yep. That we get a little bit about the owl exams and that type of stuff too. Yeah. But really, it kind of kicks off maybe the classes. They go to, yeah, they go to, they start out, they go to divination and to potions. Do you want to talk about these lessons? Well, you forgot about the most important one, history of magic. Oh, I, I did, in fact, forget about history of magic. <laughs> I, in fact, do not want to talk about any of those three lessons at all. Because Professor Binns is still boring, Snape still sucks, and Trelawney is still kook. And nothing has changed from previous books. I don't think we learned anything of value. Uh, hit me yeah. with something of value we learned um no i don't really have anything the drought of peace that they were creating in this class is just an anti-anxiety medication um that's what it's described as potions class is just basically pharmacy how to make yeah. pharmacies <laughs> okay cool. that's that's so, that's my great uh great assertion yeah that's fine it's fine it's better than I got. I didn't even want to write notes about it. I was not pleased with this chapter as I was writing. I'm notes. surprised so you even put it as a as a talking point. Well, because, because I, I was simply, like... I simply wanted to say that I did not want to talk about it. So all right, let's move on. Um, okay, so let's talk about Umbridge and defense against the Dark Arts. Right. So this is basically the whole thing, anyways. Um, the kids are right, obviously, but like, how do you learn? without trying is it's like I, I tried to think of like what would be a good um uh, metaphor or analogy right and i was trying to think like imagine somebody gave you a piece of sheet music for the piano and they said you're going to study it for a year okay that's great i can read the music i can understand what it's supposed to sound like i might even have heard it before but if you're telling me I cannot press the keys until I'm doing the exam, 
what the hell is going on? Like, no way you're going to get it. Like, this is just beyond, beyond crazy. I don't really even know where she thinks, like, where she really thinks this is going to go. Because, like, like, there's no way she believes this, right? No, uh, there's there's no way she believes this. It's It's clear she's preventing the kids or the students from learning how to protect themselves and really apply these kind of either defensive or attack spells against each other. Um, the reasons aren't necessarily clear at this point. I mean, it would Voldemort be implemented it would be... or infiltrated the place. I don't think so. It's right, more so I think Fudge's insecurity. Right. Like if Voldemort, if this, we, if we had another Death Eater teaching, um, uh, Defense against the dark arts here. Not equipping the students with knowledge would make sense. But she's not a Death Eater, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about how horrible she is over the course of the rest of this book. But she is not a out-to-get-you villain, like trying to take over the world. That's it's not what she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're right. It, it's got to be Fudge's insecurities of like, we can't teach them and and how he would have convinced her that this was a good idea or convinced anyone but basically it's like we can't teach her we can't let her teach them skills because what if they use those skills to revolt against us which ironically they kind of allow to happen just by avoiding that doing this right right so it's a whole mess um there were some Interesting things that happened during the, like, I will also call it the mini revolt in the classroom here. It was nice to see, like, other kids actually speak up here. We heard from Dean. We heard from Parvati. Like, it's not just Harry. It's not just Hermione. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody realizes that if we're going to do the exams, which are somehow not set by the ministry and also not set by the school I, I don't really understand like shouldn't she be in charge of the exam but we learn that she's not because of what happens later on in the book whatever more schooling administrative mess that does not make sense here at, at hogwarts mm-hmm. they realize they're gonna have to learn how to do this stuff which you mentioned they are going to take it upon themselves to practice and figure out how to do it which obviously right like like obviously they're children still and when you tell children you can't do something they often think i'm gonna do that time to um, time to misbehave right so obviously this is that's the outcome i mean we can certainly get into that more when it actually happens but uh i think we can agree that this it would not have happened if she had not made this decision uh here in the we're talking obviously about the forming of the dumbledore's army um in case you had forgotten and we were just talking around it even though this is definitely a spoilery podcast um the best part of this chapter bar none was a quote about mad eye moody slash barty jr who was after she had talked about how you know your previous instruction i was been lacking i was gonna say like there's a lot of stuff that i disagreed with her but that was one thing that i actually kind of agreed with her she does say the students have been taught by some very irresponsible wizards in the past and i don't disagree with that and then the comment come back i think it was from dean who said 
he may have been an evil wizard, but at least we learned a lot. And <laughs> yeah, they learned a lot of important defense against the dark arts stuff from said Death Eater, Barty Crutch Jr. But you're right. Um, the hiring of this job has not been good. Mm -hmm. and it will continue to not be good because now we're not even attempting to learn magic. Yeah. Um, which then you might as well not have even taken the job. She's clearly there as basically a spy or kind of eyes on the yeah. ground for, for fudge and less so yeah. about teaching them anything as, and the students catch on quick to that. The students don't let it slide, which is pretty astute of them. Although Hermione is of course the one who kind of points it out and then maybe tunes Obviously, in the like rest she, of the students. Yeah, I think people maybe didn't realize exactly what that meant. Um, the only, and, and it escalates very quickly, yeah. this, this argument from yeah. uh, it being about using spells in class to Harry likening it to the outside world and i have to question umbridge a little bit when she decides to ask harry who does he think wants to attack innocent children outside of school i mean like here's the ball put it on a tee harry knew exactly what he was doing with that and probably should have expected that the conversation was all of a sudden gonna go from in class <laughs> learning tactics to yeah. the dark yeah. lord returning yeah i think maybe she should have uh been expecting him to say that but she's not always the most um uh, like i don't know observant or um maybe calculating of, of what other people are going to do um yeah she's yeah she's a character who it's 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 her way she only sees it as her way and mm -hmm. anything yeah, else outside of that she's is a, she's a zealot. not admissible um in this case she's a ministry zealot for what she believes to be the truth of the ministry. Do you agree with how Harry handled the situation in his, in this class? Or did he, do you think he just lost his cool again? <laughs> Both. He definitely lost his cool because he basically screamed at her. All the stuff that he was saying, where if you say the same things very calmly, and very measured and you have your composure it's a lot harder to argue or to point at him like now she can point at him being like just another outburst like he's desperate for attention but mm -hmm. if you do um more basic like well do you not think voldemort would want to hurt us and then you you just speak naturally like what he said the content of what he said is i think it's very valid like, well, what, like, tell me if you don't think Voldemort's back, tell me what you think happened to Cedric. And it, she said, it's an unfortunate accident. Well, what's the accident? Like, but because he's like lost his mind and he's now fighting with the old teacher, old human, old adult, like mm -hmm. he loses a little bit of credibility, but what he's saying is still valid. I think what you're saying actually takes me back to how Dumbledore handled the trial just a few chapters earlier, yeah. right? Like, Dumbledore could have come in losing his cool being like, if it's not Voldemort who's sending out the Dementors, who in the ministry is doing it, right? But he did it in a very right. controlled, mannered way that it was hard to ignore. And right. Yeah, I think maybe you that's basically, what he has to learn. You set the trap and you let them walk into it. Um, for sure. 
he doesn't have a lot of great interpersonal skills. I think we've seen that a whole bunch. I don't remember if it was this chapter or last chapter where Ron was basically like, you need to stop taking out your frustrations on us. Yes, um, that was that was in this chapter. That's uh, it's he snaps at Hermione yeah. earlier on because she class, mentioned, lessons, I think, yeah. I think she actually mentioned, yeah, I think even when she mentions that Lavender Brown thinks it and then he yes. gets kind of accusatory towards them. Yes, and she um, he, he accuses her of not defending him and she's like, no, I did. Girl, I did. Up. I did, exactly. Yeah. And then it is Ron who later after Hermione and Ron have a discussion, they, that Ron brings it up. So yeah, yeah that, that was this chapter. So the fact that he can't even protect, like have, good interpersonal skills with his own friends does not like it's not surprising that he can't handle this in a way that's going to be most advantageous to him but do i agree with what he said i, I think i do like just not like in the way this, it was presented this is important stuff they're supposed to be learning and this as we're about to find out over the next rest of the series this is an important time for them to know these types of things and they wouldn't if she had her way in in the wizarding world yeah that seems like it's commonplace that they have these classes throughout school on how to protect yourself but when you, we don't have anything like that to compare it to it's like if you went no. into school and we're at a gun range or learning self-defense or taekwondo or something it just it doesn't transfer over <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't transfer over um but also magic so yes yeah uh, anything else you want to talk about via umbridge no not me either um we didn't talk about uh mcgonagall as a topic but i think she might come up later so i think we can hold off on yeah. her for now agreed so let's talk about the things we forgot in some predictions from the last episode we predicted that they will not they're going to learn they did not do any magic. Big check mark for us. We predicted that Harry would get detention. Big check mark for us. A quote by me. I'm going to quote myself here. This chapter is 26 pages long. There better be some other stuff, but I'm not convinced there will be. I'd give you a, a check very, mark. It was a very accurate uh, quote on what was going to happen um, <laughs> in this chapter. They learned they didn't do magic. Harry got detention. Um, but there were some things I had forgotten. Uh, they talked about astronomy. I had forgotten about astronomy, that it was a class they took again. Yeah. Um, we never get to see them take astronomy class in every book that they talk about the, the different classes. Um, I forgot that Angelina was made the new Quidditch captain. And I have no idea who the new keeper is going to be. Is it not Ron? Or does that That's happen next, next book? book. Oh, interesting. Book. Yeah. I assume uh, this was, yeah, you're right. It is Ron in the next book. So I don't know actually then who it is. We'll find I know out. that Quidditch ends up being canceled, but I don't know when it ends up being canceled. So maybe it's early that we never even get a game in. Could be the case. Um, I did not have strong memories of anything that happened in potions or the divination lesson, but uh, also nothing happened. So it also wasn't very important. Yeah. It just and established had, the norms. Yeah. And I had completely forgotten the McGonagall interaction at the end of the chapter post the detention. 
Yeah, I, I had forgotten that. And then I had just kind of forgotten that Cho had been like very interested in talking to Harry a lot. Um, I think maybe she just wants to talk to him more about Cedric and what happened over the summer, as opposed to it being like kind of a romantic interest. Thing no, I think she's, point. I think she's, I think she's into him. I think she was into him last book. Um, and I don't know, nothing really would have happened to have changed that except. Except her boyfriend dying. Guilty, except she might've felt guilty that she liked this other guy and then her boyfriend died. So. So really up there. So relief for her then, right? No guilt. That's guilt. Uh, I do. I do know something uh, that's going to come up in this book is Harry talking about his kissed with uh, Cho being moist. I'm pretty sure the word is moist because she's crying the whole time. Yeah, something that I, like I, I I don't think I've made that up. I think that's a real thing. She cries um, during their kiss. I think so. I think so. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, moist. Not, not this chapter definitely not next chapter either um all right so things that don't make sense i do not think we need to talk about how not teaching magic in a magic school doesn't make sense so what else do you got mine was very minor um history magic again this is a very quick pass through they'd have to write a thing on giant wars and like they talk about how boring this class is and I guess it's just the professor, but like this class should be so exciting. I feel like if you have a good history teacher who can tell you good stories or be good at storytelling, hearing about giant wars, I'd be all in on that. I was, um, and it should make you want to be better at your other classes. So you could do these types of things. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the most important class and they just treat it as if it's nothing. I mean, this kind of goes, kind of into something that doesn't make sense to me, which is I don't understand how Dumbledore and the other teachers have agreed that this is how she's going to teach defense against the dark arts, but it goes to the fact there's no standards to curriculum Mm -hmm. and they don't actually care about teaching them. Otherwise they would find a better history of magic teacher for sure. You're right. It should be way better. Who doesn't want to learn about giant wars? It's a bit of an aside, but I was in, new york this past week and there was john oliver and he was doing a comedy set that we got to see and it was all based on how learning history a you not only grow from it you don't make the same mistakes as the past and everything by learning about history but history is fucking crazy too some of the stuff that happens and he was going through kind of the monarchy and how messed up it is and you know turning it funny and relatable and like there's just there's so much that could be done with history of magic that Professor Vins clearly misses the boat on. Yeah, he's not a good teacher as well. There are some good teachers. Like, I think we can all agree that McGonagall, Snape. Uh, Snape's not a great teacher because he's abusive, but his teachings, he gets something He knows what teaching. he's doing. Yeah. What happened to Flitwick? Uh, we haven't heard that's where I was going. Flitwick in a while. I know, because they'd have to teach us actual, they'd have to, like, name actual charms instead of just coming up with charms when they need them to fit the plot. Um... Harry was complaining about the fact that his potion required accurate measurements and ingredients to be added in the right order. It's not that um, confusing. Harry, that's that's how a, a recipe works. You must, in fact, do things in the correct order and add them in the correct amounts. Like, what? Um, the, the only thing, again, it ties into our what is going on with the administration of this school. 
Are the only prefix fifth years? No, I don't think so. I think they're supposed to be prefects for every fifth, sixth, and okay. seventh year. Okay, that's fine then. Um, I guess that makes sense because in the last book, uh, Cedric told Harry about the prefect's bathroom and he had the password to it and he was in seventh year. In all okay. fairness, it is never explained that like every year gets. I think I well, read that they once just, online. They just keep talking about how Hermione and Ron have these responsibilities as prefects. I'm like, shouldn't there be other Gryffindor prefects? Because it's awkward when a fifth year prefect is supposed to be disciplining a seventh year right or their sixth year or their brother yeah right so okay so i think okay so there are other prefects okay so that's fine um any other thoughts on this chapter you want to get into harry talks about ron and hermione because they they have been bickering a lot pretty much this entire book and ron harry tells ron that they need to stop it because it's getting on his nerves or whatever so he calls him out and like, I feel like this is just how they enjoy communicating with each other. And like, is this kind of the start of how it grows into a relationship for them? I don't really know how that develops because it felt really out of left field that this is even a relationship that will become in the first place. So that was more just kind of a random musing that I had. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't think to this point we haven't seen too, too much outside of Hermione yelling at Ron about not asking him to the dance. So let's keep our eye on it. As yeah. I think you're right, this could be the start. I think I think it starts more next book, but let's keep our eye on it because you could absolutely be right. Um, I only had another thought. My only other thought on this chapter is why the hell are they still taking divination? Um, they should have stopped after last year Hermione's yeah. the only one who was smart enough to not yeah. take it and why Harry doesn't take muggle studies and get like a great mark I don't know get those owls and those newts as we learn mm -hmm. I, I had one other thought and it came to me just in passing but it is clear now Oliver Wood has graduated he is no longer able to be the Gryffindor captain or the seeker so mm -hmm. we can likely assume that last year was his last year of school. We also know Quidditch is his life, basically, and he didn't get to play it in his last year. I wish we could have seen his reaction to learning that there would be no Quidditch. So dumb. It was so dumb. They should have absolutely had Quidditch. There was no reason not to. You play in a ginormous field. Who cares? They don't need stands. Just play the game. No. So dumb. Um, yeah, okay. What quotes... Uh, what quotes you got? I just, this one? I liked this one from Fred when they were talking about whether they would come back to school or not. He says, we're not going to waste our last year, though. Here, last year here, though, we're going to use it to do a bit of research, find out exactly what the average Hogwarts student requires from a joke shop, carefully evaluate the results of our research, then produce products to fit the demand. I just they're so passionate about this and like mm -hmm. they haven't developed like the traditional education that they need or whatever, but clearly they've, they've found their, but thing. clearly, but clearly they have, cause they must be awesome at potions. Yes. Yeah. No, that's very and, true. And at transfiguration and at charms. Mm -hmm. So clearly they have learned everything they have needed to, to get it done. Um, 
because they must like getting all those things to work seems incredibly impressive. What about for uh, you? I had a quote from the beginning of the chapter where Ron is asking Hermione how she uh, knows all this stuff and remembers all this stuff. And she just goes, I listen, Ron, said Hermione with a touch of asperity. And I didn't know what I didn't know what asperity meant. So I looked it up and it's uh, harshness of tone or manner. So I like it when she is snappy with him because he is annoying. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think this is going to be a big discussion. Or a big argument. We can have a big discussion. That's fine. LVP. LVP. Well, considering we just talked about Ron, he was annoying there. He gatekeeps Cho when he's talking about like, have you always supported oh, that team? I wrote the same you thing. Started Don't be winning Quidditch. the league. That's what I wrote. Don't be a Quidditch gatekeeper. <laughs> no one likes that. I considered Harry because he's still lashing out on his friends yeah. and just being a little prick. I said Harry was a candidate until he stood up to Umbridge. So that sort of canceled him out. Well, I think you just mentioned who the LVP is. I think we can probably agree that it is Professor Umbridge. Yeah. Uh, she was for me anyway. So snide and fake with like her high-pitched voice and smile, even through disdain and quickly becoming a very hateable character. And we're still going to loon. And we are going to learn that she's quite vindictive as well soon. So yeah, well, she's going to not do a great job. I don't think she's going to ever cancel out any of her least valuable. Um, I do say we should also dock Ron because of the big cock block he, he put on Harry there um, <laughs> before he decided to gatekeep. So not, I thought for like halfway through this chapter, I thought I'm like, Ron's going to be LVP. And then I got to, uh, no, Umbridge, your course syllabus sucks. She also sucks. It was so annoying. Like I, I, I felt the annoyance that the students must have had when she was making, every time she asked a question, she was making oh. them answer, yes, Professor Umbridge, no, Professor Umbridge. Like, just, I just felt their irritation through the pages. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's a really good point. Okay. So that wasn't that hard. Uh, MVP. I think we're uh, probably talking about two we're characters gonna go, here. We got two characters, a couple of honorable mentions. Harry doesn't get to be an MVP candidate because he was also an LVP candidate until he sort of fits himself in the middle. Um, I liked Dean Thomas. I'd like to give him an honorable mention for defending Lupin. Um, but yeah, this is mm -hmm. this is either Hermione or it's McGonagall. Honorable mention to the twins as well. I just liked I liked them. This yeah. they were driven. But yes, yeah, I agree. It's either McGonagall or Hermione I actually haven't even really picked like because they're they're both good okay. in their own way so, let me so let's through, talk this out yeah let me run through what I got for both of them I haven't actually decided either um so Hermione knew exactly what Cho was doing and she chides Ron for ruining the moment mm -hmm. um she's taking her prefect responsibility seriously like not that that's surprising but it, you still get credit for doing that um the whole interaction of how she stood up to Umbridge was much better than Harry's. Mm -hmm. And she was also the first person to recognize what Umbridge was going after. And, you know, I really enjoy when she puts Harry in his place when he's being a twat. So yes, those are like the pros for Hermione. I I'd add as well that like she was persistent in uh, yeah. the class as well, because yeah. I didn't go through it in the recap, but as they're all reading, she puts up her hand and, Professor Umbridge is doing her best to ignore, ignore it, her. ignores yeah. her for several minutes until basically the entire class has now realized that she has just been sitting there with her hand up the entire time. So I like that persistency as well. Yeah. 
then the other option is Professor McGonagall. So we didn't really talk too, too much about this yet. So let's get into it now. Harry gets sent to talk to her and he thinks he's going to get in trouble for how he interacted with Professor Umbridge. And what we get is a really interesting scene of how we learn that the teachers know that she's there and we learn that they cannot do anything about how she's acting. Mm -hmm. um, and so she explains to him exactly what's going on in a way that no one's explained to him yet and how you can't just stand up to her and fight her like this every time because you're doing what she wants, in fact. Um, you know, I liked the quote, have a biscuit, Potter. Instead of yelling at him, she just, she likes Harry. Like have she another does. biscuit. She does. Yeah. And so she's like, I I can't help you with your detention problem. You got yourself detention because you were being a dick. But I will tell you that it's not a bad detention to have gotten. Like, you weren't wrong. But we talked about it. You weren't wrong with what you were saying, but you handled it poorly. And she she just sort of sets the scene to him. It's like, here's what you're up against. You're going to have to do better. Um, and and the way she sort of handled the whole situation, I thought was, was quite good. It Yeah. She comes off of course as like super strict and they're always worried about getting in trouble with her, but this adds kind of like a humanistic side to her that we don't necessarily get to see sometimes and, and kind of fleshes her out a little bit mm -hmm. more. Um, as a character she also kind of like she does a good job of saying it without saying it as yes. well like she doesn't yes. come in harry doesn't come in and she's not like harry she's a crazy bitch who is here to ruin you and right. ruin us and the ministry is here she, she says it without says, says, saying it and harry yes. gets the point so she's really good at kind of drawing and towing the line as well and I just I really liked the interaction I think it was probably my favorite part of the entire chapter oh 100% it was the only part that was enjoyable to read um so no doubt there's also like a little throwaway where Harry says how they know something and then and then she responds well at least Hermione knows how to listen so yeah. I liked that she knows that Hermione is the one who actually knows what is going on yeah exactly so that she's she's paying attention um, I'm going to go McGonagall. I think, I think that's the move here for me. I'm going to go McGonagall as well. She doesn't necessarily get moments like this to kind of shine. Hermione gets lots and it's not necessarily out of the realm for Hermione to call out Harry. Or right. I, I, that, that was the big teacher. difference for me. Yeah. Because Hermione would be winning for being herself. And that's great because we like what she's all about, but we got to see other sides of McGonagall that we haven't seen before. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Next week, we are reading another chapter. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. Next week, we're chapter... reading Detentions with Dolores. Yes. Chapter 13. What do you think is going to happen in said Detentions with Dolores? All right. So this is the infamous, I would, must not tell lies that gets carved into the back of his hand. That's a given. Yeah. We know that. Mm -hmm. We know that'll be in. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reference to Quidditch practice or Quidditch trials being on Friday. Harry's yeah, going to have gonna detention. Miss, he's not. He's going to miss there. those for sure. Those were the two predictions I had down. Um, I will add some that have dawned on me as we've been talking here. 
Hermione, I think, is going to tell Harry to go tattle on on Umbridge, and he won't do it because that's not a thing he does. Mm-hmm. So I think that will happen. And I'm going to go out on a bit of more of a limb here. I'm going to say Quidditch gets canceled right away. Because I think I would remember who was named Keeper if they named one. I think you might be right. I think the Quidditch think Keeper might get... be... I think it's going to be a red herring to it being one of her decrees that she... Right. So I don't think we're going to get her whole inquisitorial squad yet. I think that's later on. But I think she's going to start with her ministry decrees. And I think the first one is going to be no Quidditch. That's going to... Although... That's tough, though, because like Dumbledore has to be gone first right like i don't see her taking over and as the what what's her title when she does i can't even remember i inquisitor yeah i don't i think i i think she's gonna i mean i'll go, go out, with we'll that. see go we'll with see we'll, we'll go with there because our other predictions are not that exciting um so we'll go we'll, we'll say we'll say that quidditch gets canceled off the hop um, i like that it does feel early though doesn't it it does but i think you're right like i don't think they get they name a seeker and if they do it's got to be some seventh year who graduates quickly i don't know i like that i think that's a good prediction i don't really have anything else to go out on a limb this chapter i mean Why that's a long chapter if we're just having detention and nothing else. <laughs> but that's okay. But it wouldn't be the norm, or it wouldn't be out of. It the wouldn't norm. be out of the norm. Um, that's okay. We're talking about it regardless of of what's in there or not. Next week, probably. I don't know. Next. I think we're done taking vacations. I think so. I think summer is unfortunately almost over. So yeah. we'll be back. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread podcast i'm david that was kyle bye